If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast, everybody. I'm your co-host, Dr. Monica Ogando. And I'm Amy Walker. I am so delighted that you are here with myself and Amy Walker. Amy, this is going to be one of those episodes where I'm going to use all 27 of your Latino names. Okay, got it. <laughs> Amy and I have this running joke that when, when I am really impressed with something that she said or when she's in trouble, I use all 27 of her names. And uh, today we're going to be talking about, do you remember, I may be aging myself, but do you remember this little ditty that says, you take the good, you take the bad, you take it all and there there you have the facts of life. There you go. The facts of life. (laughs) I knew I could get you to sing. (laughs) I watch that every day after school. Oh my Uh, gosh. I was Blair. I just want you to know I was Blair. You were Blair. Because I love the hair. I loved oh, her hair. Yeah, she and, did have good hair. Yeah. I kind of liked, really liked Natalie and Tootie. They were my favorites. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Joe was a little too scary. I like Blair her, was I like her sass, you know. I like Joe's like no nonsense kind of personality. I like that. So the reason why we're talking about take the good and take the bad is because we have a new year coming up. Yes, we do. I have heard so many people say, Oh my god, I can't wait till 2020 is over. As though. <laughs> As though when you leave the year behind, you leave the problems of that year behind. And what we know, if you have lived long enough, you know that wherever you are, you take you with you. Yeah. And so we have to we have to have this conversation of take the good and leave the bad with a little bit more uh, deliberateness and intention and ownership, which is what leadership is all about. Yeah, I love the ownership piece of this because you know, 2020 is a year that feels like it happened to us. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. But if we look at it, like it happened to us, then it's an external, uh, effect that is causing our happiness, our success, our progress. Whereas if we look at it as a year that happened for us, Mm -hmm. then we step into a place of ownership and honesty and self-actualization where we can look at, our lives and say, okay, here's who I am because of the experiences that I've had. So, you know, I've, I've been thinking about this personally, and then I've been thinking about it in business as well. So personally, um, you know, I, this has been a, a really deep year of honesty with myself. Yes. You know, I, I feel like it shined a light on all of the areas where I was weak and messy internally. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it made me aware of all of the things that I thought were so important that, you know, after once we got into, I was like, yeah, I don't actually even care about that. That doesn't matter 
whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a year of simplification. It's been a year of fluctuating gene size. <laughs> You know, like, yes, it's been up and then down and then it creeped back up again. Now I'm working on getting a bit da- back down again. So there's, there's definitely been a lot of personal fluctuation. And I remember when the, uh, lockdown first happened in, what was that? March, I think it was early March. Right. Mm-hmm. And we were like all staying home all the time. Nobody was yeah. going out. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember at that moment making this commitment to myself. I was like, you know what? If I'm going to be given this much time, I'm going to make sure that I use it well. And I do not want to leave 2020 the same person I came into it. And it was like this big, like moral stake in the ground. And then the year progressed and I'm getting to the end of the year and I'm looking at it going, did I do it? Like, mm-hmm. am I really? Did I make it? I don't know. I don't even know how you quantify that. I do yeah. know there's been a lot of growth. I'm grateful for it. Um, but more, I think the growth has just been being at peace with being a work in progress. Mm-hmm. It's not so much a sense of accomplishment. It's more like, okay, I'm at, yeah. I am a lot more at peace with being out of control. I'm a lot more <laughs> yeah. at peace with being imperfect. Yeah. yeah, I'm a lot more at peace with um, being happy in the face of challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I haven't like made it to the top of Mount Everest of awesome. Well, and I don't know that we ever do because every time that we get to a peak, there's another mountain that we see. It's like, oh, let's go over there, you know? So that brings me to the point that I want to bring up which is something that our friend, Dr. Angela Shuttlesworth, shout out to her, says, which is celebrate and grieve everything. Because mm-hmm. even when you're grieving something, there's something within it to celebrate. It's kind of like the yin-yang symbol, right? That it's like the, the black side of the symbol has a little white dot and the white mm-hmm. part of the symbol has a little black dot. So there's a little bit of grief in the celebration, and there's a little bit of joy in the grieving as well. And so here are some questions that I have had to confront myself with uh, that I think you guys will find useful too. Question number one is, where have I found the greatest joy or the greatest peace or the greatest fulfillment or satisfaction? Like fill in the word that you like here, the greatest money, you know, the greatest connection with my people, whatever the thing is, because those are the kinds of things that you want to take into the next year? And how can you implement that? How can you amplify that? How can you make that more part of your day-to-day, more of your regular life versus just like a, a nice peak experience, right? And then the other, of course, the, the question B, the corollary of that question is, where have I found my greatest frustration, my greatest disappointments, my greatest letdowns? Uh, and if you can answer that honestly from a place of not what quote unquote happened to me, but rather what I made it mean about me and about whatever that thing is, the relationship, the business, the connection, the project, et cetera. Then from that place of ownership, then you can, then you can make some decisions. You can make some decisions about changing what something means, you know, in terms of our identity. We talked about that in an earlier episode, or you can soothe yourself because there are some things that you can't change and you don't want to change its meaning. Some people do matter to you mm-hmm. and they will continue to matter to you. Some projects do matter and they continue to matter. But you can have greater visibility into what worked and what didn't work and what was missing so that you can take those lessons into the next opportunity. What do yeah. you think of that question? 
Oh, I think that they are really good questions. And it was interesting as you were asking some of these questions to think through like, you know, what areas are giving me the greatest joy mm-hmm. and what areas are giving me the greatest frustration and where is my time going? Is yeah. it going more to the places that bring me the greatest joy yeah. or, and the greatest, you know, reward and the greatest return, or is it going to the places that give me the greatest frustration and stagnation. And it's interesting because there's a lot of time that I've spent and dedicated this year um, on things that they're not bringing that much in return. Mm -hmm. It's really, that is really interesting to think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then you have some decisions to make and it may be, it may be that you, that it's a phase of life where it's like, I'm just going to have to do unpleasant things, you know? Um, my sister, as some of you have heard me talk about her, you know, her children are both under six, uh, six and under. And so it's a time when you're just going to have to clean up messes. (laughs) That's just what happens when they get old. That stops happening when they get older. Uh, You know, you have different different leverage points when they get older. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Mine. Um, And now they're, they're all my teenage boys are into cooking. Ooh. And they're actually really good cooks, but they destroy the kitchen yeah. every time they walk in there. I'm like, every time I Creative walk in bacon. there, dishes everywhere, and it smells like bacon. So. <laughs> That's great. Like the boys have been See cooking. what I mean? Celebrate and grieve. It's a mess, but yeah. it smells like bacon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do have to remind them though. I'm like, you do know that you cannot eat like this forever. They're like, oh yeah, I'd be dead by a heart attack at like 50. I'm like, yeah, so oh just, gosh. you know all things in moderation. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I do this exercise every year with my business. Mm -hmm. So every year at the end of the year, I go through an evaluation and I look at it in terms of what, um, what worked this year, Mm -hmm. what didn't work this year. Um, I look at what would I like to do more of? What would I like to stop doing? Um, and what do I need to do less of? And then I look at what am I going to start? So are there new things that I want to implement that we have not done yet? Mm -hmm. And once I kind of look at all of that, then I look at the gap. What's the education gap? What do I not know how to do? And every year I pick something that I'm going to focus on. So, um, you know, in gosh, 2020 is actually interesting because I, I felt like it wasn't so much about learning something new. It was about, taking everything that I have learned and fixing things quickly. That's what 2020 felt like. But like 2019, the focus was learning to improve my copywriting skills. Um, 2018, um, I was focusing on uh, funnels. And so every year there's a, there's a new focus. And so when I look at what I want to accomplish in the next year, then I have to look at my education gap and see what is it that I need to learn. I also look at the resource gap in terms of, are there things that I want to do that I don't have the resources for? And so how am I going to produce those resources, whether they're financial resources or tools or people? Mm -hmm. Um, And then I always look at the the people gap too. Like, who do I need? If this is where I want to go, who do I need to have in the organization in order to get me there? So I think it's important to look at it from both sides. Um, I know I've always been, well, not always, but like for a long time, I've been really good at the year end business analysis and then using that to project forward into the plan. And I usually do this honestly about the beginning of fourth quarter 
because then I dedicate the fourth quarter towards making the moves to get us where we want to go. So when we start in January, we're like, we're rolling. Um, if you have not done that, that's okay. Your first quarter could be your transition quarter because there is a transition quarter that happens. Yeah. Once you know where you want to go and you've really assessed the business, you, you have to take time to put your ducks in a row and start moving that direction. And when you decide in business, I'm not business and life are a little bit different. Like sometimes in my personal life, I can say, I'm no longer going to do this. And I can just like squeeze that off right then in business. It doesn't work that way because like I have contracts that I have to fulfill. Like one of the things I decided I don't want to do moving forward. Can I, I'm just going to say this here so you can hold me accountable. Okay. Next year, 2021, Mm -hmm. I am not going to do production work for clients. Yeah. So if you come to me and you're like, Amy, will you write my sales scripts? My answer will be no. And it will be hard for me to say, (laughs) but I'm not doing production work on its own. Like I will work with clients who are in programs on their sales scripts or sales systems. Like I'll work with them on all of it, but I'm not just doing straight production work. So you heard it here first, folks. Too much not fulfilling. So back to that. I can't in business, I can't just pinch that off as fast because maybe I already have contracts in place or maybe I've already committed to something that's coming. And so I have to give myself a transition quarter in order to be able to do the start stop and the adjustment of where I'm spending my time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now I, as you know, I kind of follow the seasons from I don't really do the quarterly thing in the way that Western calendars not work. a fiscal quarter. Yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of do it like, you know, like nature, like fall and winter are the, the fall is the new year for me in that the fall equinox is when the, the sun starts, you know, it's downward spiral. Um, mm-hmm. And the winter solstice is when it's at its lowest. And so the winter time for me is a time of shedding, just like when you shed leaves in the fall and the winter is a time of deadening in in a sense, but it's only deadening on the surface. There's Mm -hmm. a lot happening underneath. And so it's a time to fine tune systems, declare, you know, what am I up to really? What am I really going to do? And then clear the decks for anything that's um, not about that. I mean, like even my energy is that, but you and I had an earlier conversation about Mm -hmm. that. I'm like, what, what, what's happening? And so when you can understand your natural cycles in that way, when you can understand, um, you know, on a day-to-day basis, you're giving yourself clues all the time. When your energy is the highest, you know, like you already know that you're a morning person. I already know that I am not. And I already know that it takes me, just like it takes me a while to ramp up in my day. It also takes me a while to ramp up in my week, which is why I pack stuff up at the latter part of the week. Mm-hmm. And the latter part of the day and the latter part of the year. And when, if you do from September to August, right. And so my summers are really, really busy and my winters are, you know, just kind of sabbatical time. And so when you understand that about your own energy patterns and the cycles that your business goes through, because some of us have busy seasons and some of us have not so busy seasons, then you can take that time to prepare yourself for when the blessings get to land. Because the last thing that you want is to take a time of clearing and do nothing. That's not what a time mm-hmm. of clearing is for. A time of clearing is for preparation, for shedding, for taking the good and leaving the bad, just like what we're talking about here. 
Yeah, I like it. So I, I would just challenge everybody to spend some time doing their year-end review and do focus on the personal and the professional so that you can go into the new year um, having released some of those things. I do think it's important this year to grieve the disappointments mm-hmm. um, because there are many, you know, a lot of us, this was not the year that we had planned on. And mm-hmm. I was having this conversation with um, one of my team members recently, and they had done a really good job on their end of things, but somebody else had not done a really good job on their part. And so this team member was feeling like, um, you know, just the sense of looking back and like, but, but we gen- look how many leads we generated this year. It should have turned, you know, it should have, it should have. And it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. And so we cannot take that with us moving forward. All we can do is we can look at it and say, okay, we did really good in this area, but this bridge between here and there, we need to strengthen it. And then we just got to move forward. And it's okay to look at that and be disappointed with the past, but you can't stay in that story. And I think that a lot of us, I don't, I actually don't know any business owners that their year is going the exact way they thought. Some it's going better than they had planned. It's created new opportunities. Some it's, you know, ending and it's more challenging than they had thought. And their numbers are lower than they wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you've got to look at the wins and find the wins that you had this year. And for, you know, some companies that have been in really hard hit industries, being here is your win, you know, like not giving up, that's your win. Um, and, and understanding that you're resilient and that you can figure things out and that you are a survivor, that's your win. And then for others of you, it's figuring out a new channel. It's figuring out a new way that you can do things. It's innovation. It's changing. That's your win. For some of you, it's like the numbers look awesome and the bank account's happy and that's your win. And mm-hmm. it's okay. Whatever your win is, I think you need to find it and celebrate it and honor it because wins look different this year than they do normally. That's right. That's exciting. I wrote a whole blog post about that actually, about how oh, wins cool. look differently in 2020 and you've <laughs> just got to honor them. Otherwise mm-hmm. the whole thing feels like a crap failure pile. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. So celebrate and grieve everything. And then remember that this might be good news for some of you. And for some of you, it might be a call to action. We are always doing the best that we know how to do. Always. Mm-hmm. Like not, no exceptions to that. So if there's ever a time when you say to yourself, yeah, but I know better. Mm, based on results. <laughs> so either it's a call to action of like, step it up because you do quote unquote know better or give yourself some grace. Maybe there are some skills mm-hmm. that you don't know. Maybe there isn't somebody that's supposed to be in your team that you haven't hired yet or, you know, a project that you haven't signed yet, et cetera. So give yourself some grace on that too. But also be honest with yourself to know whether it's a call to grace or a call to action. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so Monica, putting mm-hmm. you on the hot seat, okay. what are you taking and what are you leaving in 2020? I'm taking all of the, you know, I, against, against, popular opinion I traveled a lot this year because we had a lot of medical crises in my family and I'm the oldest daughter and so there were a lot of things that I was being pulled on to do and so a lot of things on in my business took hold and I had to reevaluate like what really matters in my life and what am I really here for I'm taking that with me I'm taking that wisdom and that contemplation with me I'm also taking 
um, you know, I've done a lot of healing work with my parents and I'm glad that they were here for it. There's a lot of times you do healing work with your parents and you just, it's just kind of one-sided because they are either estranged or have passed on, et cetera. So I'm really, really blessed that I was able to do that with them. I'm also taking on um, our partnership, Amy, because mm-hmm. this was the year that we decided to launch the podcast, to write a book, to, there's a lot of things that we, you and I have in the works together. And I um, know about myself that I function best in partnership and in collaboration. So I'm taking that with, mm. you, with me. You're stuck with me. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I love it. Well, I'll take that because um, for me, I function best sometimes alone, but it's more enjoyable together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about that when we very first started launching. And I said, I'm always, I always hated group projects in high school. Cause I was yeah. like, man, I'm going to do all the work. And then you're just going to get my grade. <laughs> you know? And I, I did not love that. Um, but I have told me learned- that because that has, that has also served for us when we're splitting work. It's like, I don't want you to be the, you know, I know sometimes she's like, like, or I could do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I, so yeah, I, I have found that through our partnership, it's just more joyful. I mean, yeah. it's fun, fun yeah. to be able to look, I look forward to our meetings and where we can brainstorm and collaborate and come up with big ideas. So things that I am taking and then things that I am leaving, um, I am, I, I really, this year feel like I owned and honored my genius mm. and I'm taking that and yeah. I'm rolling with it. I'm owning and honoring my genius Mm -hmm. and I am leaving the, um, and this is something that's been a progress this whole, I I would say actually last two years is the, that idea that I, my value as a human is somehow tied to my, the scoreboard wins. I'm leaving that. Mm -hmm. It's not serving me well. Mm -hmm. Um, I also am taking the new simpler family schedule. Um, like we will not say yes to as many things moving forward because boy, was it crazy before. <laughs> and boy, is it nice that this year, I think last year I had like something like 12 concerts to go to this year. Yeah. There's one. <laughs> so, um, it's, it's just a lot. And that's just the month of December. Can I say that last year in the month of December, there was like 12 different concerts. Oh, yes. uh-huh. Yeah. This year it's one. Um, so I'm just taking the simplicity and, um, and leaving behind the desire to fill so much of my time. I always used to feel like a time unfilled was, time wasted. And now I can see that time unfilled is sometimes the most valuable time that I have. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I really like it. Um, so I didn't, I didn't actually say what I'm leaving behind, but listen, let, let me tell you. Oh yeah. I, I'm also going to leave behind um, cutting people off and not listening to what they say at the end of their sentences. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Today, <laughs> um, I'm leaving behind 30 pounds, Amy Walker. Yes, ma'am. Nice. Yes, that's awesome. I'm leaving that behind. And I am leaving behind the idea that I have to have the answers and I have to have them right now. Mm. <laughs> because guess what? I don't have any evidence that that has ever been true, but yet I hold yeah. on to it like it's factual. And it's just not. I'm just leaving that behind. I like it. Awesome. Well, we would love to hear from all of you. What are you taking? 
from 2020's life lessons and what are you leaving behind so that you can make next year an amazing year? Because the reality is, you guys, if we've learned one major lesson is that we don't know what's coming and mm-hmm. we're not in control. So we don't know what 2021 brings, but what we have learned is that it can be great no matter what's going on around us, that we can still be happy. We can still be peaceful. We can still do great things. We can still be nice. We can make the world better and brighter. And so we would love to hear from you. Um, go ahead and share with us. Come find us on our Instagram page. Um, leave us a comment. Leave us a, a review. We absolutely love hearing for you from you. Or if you have any questions, leave us that as well. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Happy New Year.